legendary dynamic microphone, uh, okay. very sturdy, battle yeah. tested. You're brand loyal. Yeah, brand loyal. To That's the right. Chair. Yeah. Uh, should we start? Yeah. Do we have any other choice? No. Let's go. Welcome back. Welcome back to the pod. Well, I'll go back to the whole body podcast. This is our Cases in low spirits today. One week of Singapore. Yeah, one week of Singapore later. Yeah, no, I love Singapore. You know, Singapore's great. Me too. Yep. We have a very special guest. Raph is with us. Young Raph. Young Raph, as we call him. Raph Scooby-Doo. A.K.A. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo himself. A newly minted uh, lead maintainer Mm. of uh, the Ordinals Protocol. Mm -hmm. Bro, how does it feel uh, like to be uh, at the helm now? Um, Crazy responsibility, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Holding the... um, yeah, the fate of all the degens in the palm of my hand. Yeah, um, I know. Or I the, know. the tips of my fingers, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it feels nice. Like I like the people I work with. Or oh my god, that's so <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in Singapore for the Ordinal Summit. That's why we're all gathered, yep. since usually we're not in person with Raph. Bro, people are wiling out on Ordinals. Just absolutely wiling out tokens. DeFi lending, like truly incomprehensible, incomprehensible things that people are building. I like having you around because I feel like people tell me the things that they're doing and I'm like, okay, like whatever. But then like they talk to you and like you can't hide the way that you feel. Yeah, bro. It's rough. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly more diplomatic. You know, I listen to them and I'm like, yeah, maybe that's possible. Well, somebody in case some, like, oh, that's total shit. You can't do that. Somebody, <laughs> somebody was telling me that they were doing... Um, Bitcoin lending, where you deposit Bitcoin as collateral, and then you borrow Bitcoin against your Bitcoin collateral. Okay, what's the point? There's, I could not figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) In a a 15-minute conversation, I could not figure this out. Because it's like, you deposit two Bitcoin, you borrow 1.2 Bitcoin, and then you pay that 1.2 Bitcoin back, Uh and then you get the two Bitcoin back. Okay. So why don't you just spend the 1.2 Bitcoin and then rebuy your 1.2 Bitcoin without this extra counterparty risk mm. for your 0.8 Bitcoin? Maybe it's a tax thing. No, Maybe no, if you no, like lend it, no, you don't have to pay capital gains or anything. I don't know. Yeah, the guy who like talked to Casey was like, hmm, you've given me a lot to think about. I'm like, capital gains? Like... Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't know how how the, the law works. In that I know that like in in like in Germany, for example, like if you hold your Bitcoin longer than a year, mm-hmm. you don't pay any any taxes. Like oh, it's, it's handled like as it's a, a commodity. Mm-hmm. And like for the U.S., you always have to pay capital gains. You have to like track exactly when you bought which UTXO and when you spend it. It's, it's complicated. Don't you think that guy would have said that then if that was the? Yeah, I think so. I think he would like, have mentioned that. You know, in yeah. his pitch. Yeah, usually. Like, well, this is why it's useful. Yeah, usually when you um, borrow, it's either uncle collateralized or the two assets are different yeah exactly yeah. so this was uh, pretty pretty bad this point. seems like the the sec being like hmm, what you doing over there yeah <laughs> like uh, yeah there was a lot of that this weekend uh, a lot of that man uh brc20s they're hot they're people hot. are yeah the people are gonna like trying to integrate brc20s in the lightning network like, yeah no, I, good I luck bro about that yeah I we mean, met domo we met Domo. He's nice. Yeah, Domo's nice. Domo's yeah. nice. Heart, heart, heart is in the right place, I think. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah he's so a cool too. guy. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, he he literally just created this as like an experiment. Just like, oh, let's see what's possible. And people just like took the first best thing. Just <laughs> ran yeah. with it. Like completely ran yeah. with it. I try to explain it to my friends, like Bitcoin developers. 
and be like, no, like it's it's like they invented a account based model on top of the UTXO based model, and they're like, it takes like three or, three or four times explaining it to them for them to understand the depravity of yeah, uh, of it's DRC completely model. like orthogonal to a UTXO model. Like yeah. it doesn't use it at all. Like it's no. just uh, using the little space we made in the witness to put data onto Bitcoin. You know. Yeah, and the unfortunate thing is that the way that BRC twenty works. It doesn't. It, it encourages you to make these transactions and create these UTXOs, but then there's no incentive to actually clean them up because the asset mm. doesn't lie in the UTXOs. It lies in this, you know, off ledger. Yeah, you know, it lies in the hearts and minds of DGENs around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. in the minds. I don't know if they have hearts, but <laughs> so yeah. So the, so I think BRC twenty is contributing enormously to U, UTXO mm. bloat. Yeah, uh, yeah, which yeah. is something that I don't feel great about. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been talking to some of these like people who run indexers, mm -hmm. and they kind of recognize this. So okay, they like, kind of recognize. Yeah, they awesome. kind of like like wow. like the 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 tech people that actually do the coding are like, hmm, yeah, this is maybe not great. Yeah, right. So they have been like, oh yeah, maybe we need to change this like in very soon before it gets too big uh -huh. and too unwieldy and too complex to yeah. like roll it back. I don't know. I think um, it's kind of, I, I think it's too far gone. I don't think they're going to be able to make any modifications to BRC20. I thought you were going to like maybe, you know, fix it. I wouldn't <laughs> fix it. I would do an alternative protocol. Yeah, like there's no like fixing was, BRC20. That was UTXO based. But I, like, don't, I don't know if I want to dirty my hands with uh I've, I've talked to people tokens. they want to like create kind of a like a, a cut take over the state mm -hmm. and then create this new model out of that right so right. they all the ex uh, indexers just kind of decide okay this is the, the, the state mm -hmm. and now we use a new way to do it right right so you kind of preserve uh not like backwards compatibility but at least kind of the, the, the initial state i don't like, i don't know if they'll be able to do that because there's always oh, there's still dgens who are making brc20 inscriptions you're somehow going to get them all over to like go over to the new it's system a, it's an heroic effort i don't know if uh, it is, uh, <laughs> i mean it's essentially just like a speculation market right and so like if you have enough speculation and hype on something else there is kind of no reason why you wouldn't abandon something it's not like they're they're like that attached to brc20 i don't well really i mean the, you know the genius of brc20 is that it, it it doesn't require any infrastructure like i don't think domo actually wrote any code he just wrote the spec and then relied on people using existing inscription services. So if, if the new spec requires you to do anything complicated enough that you can't just, you know, mint tokens using ex existing inscription services. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, well, that I, would mean, be, yeah, I don't that know would if be they'll necessary. be able to convince, I don't know if they'll be able to convince people. I mean, not having to set up any infrastructure, that's also kind of the beauty of ordinals and inscriptions because all mm. the data is on Bitcoin. Yep, like with, yep. I don't know, with like taproot assets or these RGB stuff. You have to run. This oh, don't server. be careful with your oh. mic. Don't, don't, don't turn. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to like run your own server. You can't like use any data that is actually on Bitcoin. You have to like do it off chain. You only right. have kind of this right. commitment yeah. on chain and kind of like DGENs are not going to spin up a server for their uh, little tokens. You know, it's it's pretty interesting. So yeah, we're talking about Taproot Assets, which is by uh, which is an assets to a token scheme by Lightning Labs, and RGB, which is by the LNBP Standards Association and Maxim Orlovsky and a few other people. Um, and one big difference between those schemes and inscriptions is that for those schemes, you need to, um, the, the transaction state is not on-chain. And so you need to have a server, you know, or some scheme for holding this data and passing it back and forth. And it's interesting, it's, it's kind of a small requirement, mm -hmm. but it might be, you know the difference between the protocol being widely adopted and not widely adopted right like with yeah, inscriptions yeah. people can just like 
you know, spin up their wallet and like make some inscriptions and receive some inscriptions to their wallet and they don't have to run a server. But if you have to run a server, it might mean this, that the scope is just dramatically smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah. true. So, yeah. So maybe BRC20 is here to stay. Bro, I hope not. That'd be, this, <laughs> that'd be the saddest thing in the world if, if uh, Taproot Assets didn't get uh, traction because BRC20. So how do, we, how do we funnel people into Taproot Assets? Like, how do we tell these DJs, hey, check this out, you know? This is actually... I don't, I, I don't know. I, think I don't it's, think, I think it works like that. Yeah, it's out of our hands. You like, either have it or you don't. But also, like, I think Lightning Labs need to do it. I think Lightning, Lightning Labs needs to make a big, like, shitcoin casino website with, like, flashing colors. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you could, I wonder if you could, I wonder if there's some over, like, yeah, maybe somebody could spin up Taproot Assets servers that would replicate all of the asset data. Um, mm. And then maybe uh, that would, you know, mean that, okay, you can just rely on these sort of global servers. But then you always have to, like, if you want to issue a new thing, you have to go to these central servers and be like, here, please take my new token for Sure. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But maybe the the total amount of data is small enough. Like I th I think that you know it it should be always smaller than the Bitcoin block size. I'm assuming. I don't know if there's like an arbitrary amount of state per transaction that Taproot Assets allows you to store. But if it is, and it just winds up being like okay, you have like twice the resources of a of a Bitcoin full node, then maybe you know one person can run. Yeah, yeah. Did you meet? Did you talk to any tarot or RB, RGB people this week? No, not this week. I don't think. I, th I think they're serious adults that don't come to <laughs> Token Forty Nine. I mean, this is like a degenerate hive of scum and villainy. I don't think that. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Lalu, Lalu is too pure to come mm -hmm. to come. Well, here. you would think like because there was like the Bitcoin Builders event thing. You that's why mm -hmm. I would have thought like maybe there would be like if there's Singapore-based people mm -hmm. that work on that that like they would go to something like that. I, I kind of get the feeling that they are that Taproot Assets is very is is designed to support stablecoins on Bitcoin, and they're sort of focused on that that the, niche that niche. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't I don't know I, I don't know if they have specific cont cont contacts or specific people who want to create stablecoins using Tarot, but I but yeah I, I don't know if they're like sort of mass marketing it to to Dgens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like well. this whole token phenomenon is very like interesting like i've always been like why do you need all these kind of tokens <laughs> but i mean i think there's like this underlying gambling kind of that's right yeah or overlying gambling. How, how can <laughs> like, you everyone wants to gamble it's one of like the base instincts that humans have like eating fucking and sleeping you know you just <laughs> Maybe not as in the well in the as that, in the in the like Garden of Eden before <laughs> man partook of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, he was in a state of nature, sleeping, eating, fucking, and gambling. Degening on OXBT. Yeah, yeah, bro. I mean, listen. If you want, if you want, if you want to pump your bags, first you have to have bags to pump, hmm. and that means issuing a token. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I guess. Yeah. yeah. Token twenty forty nine. What is a twenty forty nine and token twenty forty nine? It's like Blade Runner. Uh. Blade Runner 2049, and then what really? happens right. in 2049? I I would assume so. 2049, like Blade Runner 2049, is like. The I thought movie I thought game. it was one plus uh, 2048, which is two to the eleven. Oh, yes. But what would the significance of that be? Nothing. Like why plus one? I don't know. Because Blade Runner, I think, <laughs> I think that the old Blade Runner is set in 2020 or 2024 or something, but then mm. the new Blade Runner, the Ryan Gosling one, is 2049. I feel like they really mm. should have hedged their bets and put it further out you know 2049 is going to roll out roll around and everything's kind of going to look the same token? the blade runner the year that they put it in yeah well yeah 
But the original one, which 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 year was that? I, I don't think know. it's like 2020 or 2024. Oh, okay, so yeah. So it's already, it's already like already blown out of the water. Yep. Like yeah. it's over. Oh, but well. I mean, token 2049. I think they probably are right that by 2049 we're all everything's going to be, be a shit token. casino peddlers for our careers. Yeah. You I mean, know? I've seen people are like they they want a token for everything. You know, they're yeah. bringing back fucking bartering. You know, you're bartering mm. your social tokens for your food tokens, and you're <laughs> instead of just using fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems uh, like they're building this really complex system that, uh, yeah, just brings us back to bartering. Yep. Um, yeah. It's the Tower of Babel. Mm. We're like trying to reach towards God and God is Maybe going to Bitcoin. smite us. God is like, no, you can't have money, have tokens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Bitcoin was the, the Tower of Babel and then it was, you know, destroyed by God for man's hubris. And we mm. got all this token We got all the shit, shit coin tokens, yeah, exactly. you know, yeah. yeah. I, I literally think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so that's one impression of this week. Yep. Um, mm. What else? I love Singapore. Singapore's, Singapore's nice, great. Yeah. Food's great in Singapore. Singapore's uh, making me realize how ideologically weak I am. Mm, like yeah. I'm like, do I mean? don't have principles. <laughs> like I love authoritarianism. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising how cheap the food is in Singapore. Singapore, so cheap. yeah, Singapore is number one uh, country by per capita GDP. Really? Yep. What? Yep. Like not like some Middle Eastern country like Oman or nope number oh, one on number one Singapore number right. two like Liechtenstein Singapore number one bro. I mean I, I think I think basically it's because Singapore is a city so you yeah, know that's that's six million people yeah. yeah six million people it's I mean a city. it's like Norway you know everyone's like oh Norway's a witch but it's like Norway's not a real country it's like three million people like it's it's smaller than Berlin yeah true or four maybe it's yeah. bigger yeah 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 I mean Singapore very clean very well functioning. Mm. Great I'm metro. I'm scared to go back to San Francisco. Dude, San Francisco looks like a fucking shit sandwich. <laughs> That's Blade Runner 2049. Actually, yep. no. Blade Runner 2049 is like cypherpunk. So it would be Singapore. If Singapore just took like a really dark turn. Like nuclear winter kind of dark turn. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think like walking around the city, like it just seems like the people here have a, a bit more of a, like a vision of the future of like what you can create and what is possible. Like in, in, in Europe, it's often like, oh no, like it's all about conserving energy and like they like like my parents or people they come they come to like these these cities in asia and like oh they're so megalomaniac you know because they build big buildings but it's like bro 100 years ago going to new york that would have been like megalomaniac like back then people had a vision and then you go here it's it's the same but uh, in europe it's kind of like mm, i don't know you get your old cathedrals (laughs) yeah you get your nice old cathedral nice walkable cities and and, uh you're um saving saving money on energy Um, yeah it's true i mean i I do think like singapore slash like these kind of like major tech like cities in asia they have a vision for the future like that's exactly a bit more yeah 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 I mean, you know, even like this, like, okay, they've got like the greenery on the buildings. Gonna, like they get the feng shui. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's nice. I don't know. Yeah. I, I see all the new housing and I'm so depressed. Like, I'm like, God damn, why can't we build housing in the Bay Area? Yeah. Like, just like so much housing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's. Uh, but it's very authoritarian, you know? Yeah. Very right. centralized planning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it seems to work okay, planning. so I guess I'm going to have to become a fascist. Yeah. I know you were already right on the line. <laughs> right on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a few things that don't seem great about Singapore, like having to get drug tested if you go on a vacation abroad. Just what? Being ra- yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah. do you mean? If you're like a resident or a citizen, that when so you come from like Thailand or Amsterdam, you're going to get drug tested at the border. Yep. At the border. At the border, at the border. yeah. 
and then I, I assume it's like a fine or or, or jail time or fine something. or jail something like or that. Or a yeah. caning. Or a caning. Yeah, I don't think they cane you for that. <laughs> I think but. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we that's, <laughs> that's crazy. So they can they can like they can raise issue with you for something that you've done outside of their borders. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No weed they, is like tough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. I mean, it's alcohol, caffeine, and and nothing else, right? Yep. Nicotine. Nicotine. Cigarettes. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. weird how uh, cigarettes are legal, but vapes are not legal. It doesn't make any sense. I also would expect that you know, with a culture that doesn't allow for other drugs, that you would see people fucking smoking cigarettes everywhere, but mm-hmm. you really don't. Like yeah, I've no, barely seen anyone smoking cigarettes. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think like people are like happy here? I have no idea. They Probably. Seem happy. I guess they're happy. I was asking Raph like, because I feel like it, America from like the fifties to the eighties was this like hyper consumerist, like optimistic society, like about like, yeah, you're gonna get like your house, you're gonna get your toaster, you're gonna get like whatever, like all these things, and you're gonna like fulfill this like American middle class dream. And then like in the nineties, we kind of got this like burnout counterculture like nirvana vibe mm. that we're still sort of riding out in this like post-ironic kind of like angry way yeah america's I, post-ironic <laughs> yeah 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 and i'm trying to figure out like is that gonna happen in asia like right now i feel like it's like you go to the mall and everyone's like we love eating food and like buying cheap stuff and it's so awesome but like will there be like a counterculture generation that's like fuck consumerism no nah, fuck I think all they're this gonna bullshit. just fucking rip it forever I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the last couple of years for Asia have been very good. Like, yeah. like economically, they've been like growing double digits. And I think now it's slowly slowing down. Mm. And I, at least like from what I'm reading is like the new generation is a bit like disillusioned. Like they're promised. Yeah, they well, promised I mean, more. They saw their parents like ascend really quickly. And now it's like, you know, there's like a diminishing return and kind of like maturing economy and now it's like not the crazy growth that you used to have so maybe that that i think that's when like stuff like that happens yeah 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 it's just they're still kind of like riding like maybe the inflection point hasn't like happened yet Mm. of like riding that curve up yeah good for them i'm happy for them at least someone's seems like they're thriving and optimistic about the future (laughs) in this godforsaken world yeah yeah, I mean, Europe definitely does not have those vibes. America's like... But Europe's vibes. nice. It's nice to live there. <laughs> it's yeah, cute. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, like, I mean, I feel like I could live here for a period of time. I think it would be hard for me to really assimilate to the style of authoritarianism. Like, long term. Mm. No, no, I couldn't do that. Like, yeah. it's, I could live here, like, maybe six months or something. I feel like just you for could live experience. here. I feel like you could vibe. Yeah, the only thing that, bo- no. that bothers me here is the heat. Heat. Mm, the heat the is a killer just out everywhere. here sweating balls yeah i know but like outside like oh my god yeah yeah but overall love singapore yep Singapore's thanks good. to nakib and david showing us around mm-hmm. love it shout out we got to learn so much about singaporean you know corporal punishment <laughs> <laughs> long conversation how about many canings last night. about you went until you pass out yeah, like, maximum yeah. 24 per sentence Mm-hmm. Uh, 24 then, yeah. that's so many yeah that's but I, mean, I, I assume that that's like really bad that's for like murder and kidnapping and shit yeah mm, i think murder is not that bad i think drugs are worse than murder mm. that's what he was saying right yeah yeah smoke one joint 24 canings no i i spoke to this one guy like his girlfriend or this one girl he went on a tinder date with mm-hmm. she had a joint and she went to jail for four years fucking yikes and she just came out like four years in jail like that's pretty crazy yeah 
it's a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> like yeah. for, for it's a long time. Uh, and I hear Singapore jail is uh, not so fun. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. But I bet she's ripped now. I bet that she <laughs> read so <laughs> many books. <laughs> this is like, I'm like fantasizing about jail now. I'm like, I want to go to jail and like eat healthy and read books and do deep I don't think you eat healthy in jail. Like the food is not like... Maybe not, not healthy, but like, you know, not unhealthily like and i think I there's a lot of shit you have to deal with in jail like i don't think it's like the peace and love that you female think jail is not that bad you know <laughs> like i wouldn't want to go to male prison definitely not definitely yeah not. dude i don't know but female prison like orange is the new black is like fine you know <laughs> it's fun <laughs> you've been indoctrinated to love jail yeah. <laughs> like the, the american system like prepares you to go to jail because so many people are already are in jail yeah see this is what i'm saying i being in singapore makes me realize how ideologically fragile and weak i am like i like do i believe anything or do i just mm. experience you go to one authoritarian authoritarian country and you're like i'm ready for jail send me to jail so daddy <laughs> yeah i mean i can have a little authoritarianism as a treat you know <laughs> But it is, I mean, the competitive governance thing that we were talking about, like, as long as you can leave, as long as you're free to leave, that's really the problem. Like, that's the issue with the Soviet Union, like, is, like, you just couldn't leave. Like, yep. that's where it really sucks. Yep. Like, if you want to have a country that's, like, has all these psycho-ass rules and people seem to want to live there, then whatever, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think the rules really only affect a relatively small proportion of the population. Yeah. Yeah. And Singapore is, like, defined, yeah, Singapore is def- sort of defined by competitive governance, like... It's very small. It doesn't have any natural resources. Uh, it has to compete for its people to want to stay here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all my thoughts on Singapore. Yeah. Should we talk about Ord and Protocol? That shit? Talk about Ord, the history of it. The history? Genesis. Is that interesting? I mean, after we've, t- we've talked about the story a I lot. I think it's interesting, like... I don't know. Explain how you're a big Hell Money Pod fan and how Hell Money Pod led you oh. to work. <laughs> I don't know. I think sure, people yeah, probably yeah. haven't heard your like actual spiel. Just like, just yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. how I did mean, you find Casey? Actually, how did you get into Bitcoin mm. and like any of this? Like, what's what's your uh, yeah? What's your I think I, I really got into Bitcoin in like uh, like late 2019. Like I'd heard about it before. I'd bought some, but I didn't really engage with it. And then I read, I was hanging out on Twitter and somebody posted like a white paper. It was like, or it was a couple of months before the happening or a, a year out or something. Um, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then white paper. And then I got, just got into the rabbit hole and kind of read up on it. And I also approached it very from like, like a technical side. Um, I was studying computer science and I was like, okay, I can actually run this on my computer. Uh, I might as well try it out. Like this is the point of it is like to actually use it. I think being able to run it, run it is is really key. I remember yeah, yeah, reading about it. Like, yeah, and then I, I was like, 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 it's it's like okay, they say it works this way, but like, does it work this way? Yeah, yeah. And then you run it, and you're like, okay, yeah, I can see it's you know doing yeah, what yeah, it yeah. says it does. I mean, at the time, it was also like big into finance. Like I was in this like finance club in, in university, and I always thought like the financial system. There's so many like layers of abstraction. Like what you actually own is like abstracted so far away like you own a stock but then there's so much in between um and then i just like saw bitcoin as like a thing that i can like hold on my computer or a hardware wallet and it's like holding a piece of gold in your hand and you can like send it around like that was very like very powerful like the, the first couple months that was very powerful to me uh, that that really like motivated me to like really like, deep dive deep dive into it and kind of get get into it and then you know i, I spent i started following people on like bitcoin twitter and, and 
people I thought were smart, and, and somehow you, you, you popped up. I don't know. Uh, one note: you were already studying cryptography, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I I was interested in cryptography, and like I took some courses, um, but I think only after Bitcoin. Mm. Like at the time, I was still doing like basic math courses, and then I, I think because written, of Bitcoin, uh, I was more. I thought you had written like a thesis about a sort of a decentralized. Um, yeah, but that what was that a decentralized certificate authority? Yeah, yeah, that was my 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 bachelor thesis. Um, I don't know. I think that was after I had discovered Bitcoin. Ah, uh, okay. Or during that time, I don't know. So. Um, yeah, I wrote like a thesis, like it's like a, I called it hot certification because the consensus algorithm I was using was called hot stuff. Mm. And it was just like a, a way, a, a, a toy thing uh, or how I could imagine like a decentralized uh, certificate authority, more in a sense that it is resilient to specific kinds of like attacks and, and, and failures mm -hmm. um, and that it like issues. Uh, yeah, just like these normal X509 like certificates that you use in the in the on the internet, like when you visit a website, and it used like two parts with like a consensus algorithm and also like a threshold signing uh, scheme mm. to like then actually generate the signature. It's like I wrote I wrote it in Go. It's like I didn't use a database. I wrote everything into memory. It's <laughs> like <laughs> it's like a horrible thing. I don't even know if it runs anymore. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my my bachelor thesis. It was cool. I had a lot of fun. Like what that was one of the most fun things in university mm. like because my 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 advisor gave me a lot of freedom they were like yeah do whatever you know use whatever language you want uh and like i could do whatever i wanted and i could really like deep dive into it so yeah it was a lot of fun did but you have like a crypto phase or were you always just like bitcoin i was basically always bitcoin yeah what I stopped you from going going full shitcoin like for me i wanted to understand something one thing really good and like bitcoin is already like intricate enough but like if you get into shitcoin like there's a lot of like this there's this whole like theoretical like groundwork laid for all these like all these white papers and then you get into like this white paper reading which like is exhausting and i'd rather like have like a understand bitcoin and actually understand how to use it so i, I really want to like learn the tools mm -hmm. to actually use it and if, if you if you go to get into shitcoins, you stay on this like very top level. You, like you read the fucking white papers. You are also very abstracted from the thing. Like what I didn't like is all these layers of abstraction. I wanted to get to like the 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 the, the kernel of it, and Bitcoin kind of provided that for me. So I never really reached out too much into that. Um, and then of course, I don't know. Much of my like reasoning also comes like from blog articles, like where they say it's not decentralized enough. Like I don't like cannot really prove that for myself or like like, like reason m on myself bottom up but i think people are smart and i kind of trust their reasoning um and then i never really got into into shit coins mm. um i don't know why just like i wanted to like learn one thing i guess mm. properly uh yeah interesting yeah. i like i feel like usually people that are in it from more the technical standpoint like sometimes they are more susceptible to go into crypto because they're like oh fast transaction times or whatever you know like mm -hmm. they like like because i feel like at least from my perspective like the thing well there's many things i guess that make like bitcoin better than other cryptos but like the big one is like well does it solve like fiat like, like the monetary thesis aspect oh yeah yeah like, that was a big thing for me that? as well like, yeah yeah you know so i usually think like you know like crypto people that i've met that have been like smart and not like completely like have no idea what they're doing the reason why they're into crypto is because they just think about it from a perspective of technical 
like whatever fast transaction time technical efficiency whatever it is they're not like thinking about it from the perspective of like an economic or monetary perspective or a political mm-hmm. perspective or like whatever yeah yeah um, yeah i think i think i was lucky enough to have like I, I really like reading books so i had a lot of context to kind of understand also like the, the economics part and the 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 incentive part so of, how did of, you of then Bitcoin. like like if you were like you know in college or whatever in like finance club like i feel like my impression of like academic economics is like it's all like keynesian the whole way down right like they don't they're like well you can't have an economy based on bitcoin or a deflationary currency like how did you even i mean the I the, 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 the 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 finance club i i was part of it was very much like value investing kind of thing so you would do like discounted cash flow analysis and like analyze stocks and kind of find like the true intrinsic value of of, of stocks it wasn't really much about macroeconomics mm. about like central bank policy and stuff like that um so it wasn't very influenced by, by keynesian stuff i think um more like warren buffett and, and that kind of stuff like yeah value investing I don't mm-hmm. know. um and very traditional like they the crypto seemed sketchy to them like i was a bit odd one out there mm. uh, interested in, in in crypto um or in bitcoin <laughs> um so yeah Keynesian stuff didn't really really go there and then I mean yeah yeah you just got orange filled I just got orange filled yeah that's nice yeah. I'm just always surprised like when I guess I should be it just made like, it just made it, it clicked I don't know it was yeah. a nice it's a drug it's a hell of a drug like it's like this this whole like uh theoretical construct that has been built up like, like all these people writing about it and then there's the structure you can go into and you can like kind of explore it and it's and it like buzzes the right areas of your brain mm. um and it's like yeah, it's a drug it's like yeah it's, it's I, like a drug i feel like once you like see things through a bitcoin perspective like for me it's like i just like find myself all the time like in conversations with people where they're like wah, 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 about like whatever issue and like i'm like oh, bitcoin fixes this you know like <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it's like a simple answer to like the complexities of the world you yeah. know it's it's probably not the only answer but it no. answers so many things and like that I kind of perceived as being a little bit wonky and weird in the financial system or in the world. And it's like, ah, oh, and then there's Bitcoin. Like if we had this, it could solve many of those things. Yes. Yeah. yeah I don't exactly. know if it will, but like that was at least my impression. And it was like, it's an easy thing to kind of, it's a very, it's a, it's a, what is it called? Like a shelling point, like something you naturally kind of converge to if you already are like a little bit skeptical of, of the, of the system. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think like there's definitely a lot of Bitcoiners that take that too far in the sense where like they just see like something they don't like and they're like, well, Bitcoin fixes this. And it's like, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, I think Bitcoin fixes a lot of things. Unfortunately, I think the world, like the hyper Bitcoiner, hyper Bitcoinized world looks a lot like the current world. Yeah. Things are like, you know, a lot of things yeah. are better. A ton is better. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, doesn't fully you know solve the problem of like governments being shitty and people going to war and you know not knowing what to do you know governance is a hard problem like yeah 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 and it also doesn't solve like inequality or anything like i think it's it's maybe even more unequal on on a bitcoin standard yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll see um yeah i mean i think like proximity like rich get richer stuff i do think like bitcoin kind of fixes that like proof of stake doesn't right like that's always what i say to ethereum people like when they're like well why don't you like proof of stake i'm like i don't like rich get richer economic schemes like i don't like like you have more coin, so you stake that large amount of coin, and that allows you to make more coin, mm. more than anyone who stakes a smaller amount. Like, to me, energy is, like, much more decentralized. It's much more, like, you know, obviously, like, energy is still also, like, uh, like proximal to your wealth. Like, if you have more wealth, you're going to be able to 
use more energy or buy more energy or whatever but like it seems like a better scheme than just like literally like you having this coin means you have more control over the thing and can make more of that coin which is like exactly how the current system works in my opinion yeah yeah i i also have been thinking a lot this week like you know i think um whether ordinals is responsible for this or whatever other factors like or maybe this has just always been going on now i'm only just seeing it now because of ordinals but like this like building on bitcoin kind of movement that seems to be happening right now or that people are really promoting like i've kind of been like going back and forth about like you know, the more people build on Bitcoin, adopt Bitcoin, like the bigger Bitcoin gets, like you're not going to, not all of those people are going to be like orange pill maxis, right? Like many of them like will not understand like the economic monetary thesis of it. Mm -hmm. Many of them will not like really get why Bitcoin is better than Ethereum or any other crypto or whatever. They're just going to be there because they're going to be there like because it's a job or it's like whatever. Um, and I think that's fine and it's inevitable, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's just something I think I've been thinking about. That's what adoption looks like, right? Adoption exactly. is like a lot of people who like, I, you know, people don't believe in cell phones, right? They don't like, they're, they're not like convinced by the ideology of cell phones. Cell phones do something useful that for, that useful for them. So they use them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Conceptually, this is a tool. Yeah. And we should just make Bitcoin a really nice tool to use and easy tool to use. Yeah. Yeah. The build on Bitcoin thing. I don't think that's going to survive for that long. I mean, the, the, what I'm talking about is the ordinals, like, build on Bitcoin, like, Bitcoin Fi, Ord Fi, whatever. Like, I think that's just kind of a current meme to attract hype. And uh, I don't know. You but would I, think that, but that's what crypto is. Like, that's what, like, tokenomic like stuff is. I mean, I've, I've been thinking about this, like, like, how do you bootstrap these kind of systems? Like, how do you initially finance all this, like, cryptography work? Like, creating hardware wallets. Like, how do you, cre- like, how do you finance actually building out these tools? And I think like gambling, it's just like the, <laughs> it's kind of the necessary evil to to do it this way. Like, oh, because man, I don't people know. Do not, so many, many people, people just getting fucking wrecked. Yes, yes, but also in the normal financial system, people get wrecked. Like, dumping on retail is like a thing in the financial system <laughs> as well. You know? Yeah, that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> like you you dump dump on retail and you take money from pension funds. That's how the like the the, the real like financial system works. You right. Know? I mean, occasionally uh, the real financial system actually invests in. Things that you know, you know, de- deliver actual value and do like they? return on their investment. On, do they? Yeah, occasionally, and, 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 like <laughs> in know? principle, like and theoretically, they do. But I think uh, it's gotten too big. Yeah, I mean, they do. They probably they do a lot. I think. I think there's like sort of you can distinguish the sort of the part of the financial system that's all just like weird ass derivatives and like it's super financialized. This is like finance all the way down. Mm. And then there's like you know commodities markets that are like okay, those are okay most of the time and like. You know, building you know, constru- building construction companies. I don't know what other real things. I don't know. Do, I'm but like things like that. <laughs> yeah, Sor- so- sor- tr- sorghum trading, <laughs> gypsum, gypsum mills. Yeah. Uh, big, you know, containers of gingham cloth. Real men's work. China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I'm I'm working too much in the virtual world. Like, I want to create something that's like tangible. You know, uh-huh. I want to like ship fucking cloth across the Pacific yeah, yeah, o- yeah, yeah, Ocean yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. You know, you want to sh- you want to be sailing <laughs> the ship. <laughs> Explaining I always to wanted to like go onto a container ship, just like random <laughs> container ship, and like uh, you go can, somewhere. You can do that. Work can, on the container ship. You can I mean, book it's uh, shitty work. Like, you can it's book really horrible. You but, can like, book whatever. rides on on container yeah? ships. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they'll, nice. they'll, there's actually uh, it's it's pretty common. People do it just as like a different 
way of traveling. Yeah, I, I think I would like to try it yeah, out. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm romanticizing it, but like it sounds. Oh, you're cool. working in the digital containment mm. container ship. You know, <laughs> no, like, dude, that sounds. Bu- that building sounds transactions hellish. and organizing the sats around you're gonna be on a container ship working on ord (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think like whatever obviously the physical world will never go away you're always going to have like these physical commodities and physical god don't tell me that come on you you want to just dissolve into the cloud to go away just (laughs) you're like let me in the matrix please (laughs) but like i don't yeah i mean i think like the physical world obviously like it's not going away but i do think like whatever like it or not we live in a time where we're like building out the digital world and i'm sure like a hundred years from now people will look back and be like wow how cool would it have been to like be one of the pioneers of building out this digital space you know yeah what if i could have been the ordinals guy you know yeah wow okay (laughs) (laughs) he's like (laughs) it'd be the premier casino in the future the number one (laughs) (laughs) people telling their grandkids about oh i got wrecked trading trading ordinals back in uh 2023 (laughs) (laughs) or they you know got to collect some some of the greatest artworks of like our generation. The Bitcoin frogs, the greatest artworks that have ever been created. Oh my God, the frog guy. One of the frog guys told me that, okay, remember how when we made the um, inscribing tutorial, I don't know if you remember this, but when we made the inscribing tutorial, like for Hell Money, where we mm-hmm. were like screen recording on, on my computer, mm-hmm. we were looking at ordinals.com and we were just like clicking through inscriptions and stuff and there was like a frog, like mm-hmm. one of the Bitcoin frogs there. And you were like, oh, this little frog here. And I remember when you said it, I was thinking like, oh, the Bitcoin frogs, people are going to like freak out over this, obviously, because mm-hmm. you were just being like, oh, wow, nice little frog here. I like that, blah, blah, blah. And the one of like the, the frogs people came up to me yesterday and said that they saved us that frog and he'll send it to me. Casey's having an existential roller coaster. No, this whole thing's been an existential roller coaster. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. You know, lots of high highs and low lows. <laughs> <laughs> I hitched my wagon to you, Casey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. No, it's okay. You're lead, you're lead maintainer, maintainer now. My wagon is hitched to yours. Mm. Yeah, mm. true, true. True, true. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking up the code base, your yeah. pristine code base. So we're pretty close to done, you know? What do we have to do? You know, we've got like a few features. I mean, there's some more features you can build out. Offset, title, description, metadata. I mean, we can put out? the we can put the data into another part of the witness. You mean put it into the annex? Yeah, we can put it into yeah, the annex. Yeah, I mean that's long term. Like, that would be pretty cool because then it's only one transaction. It's not commit reveal. That would be okay. That'd be okay. And that makes a lot of the like wallets and kind of building of transactions a lot easier. Yeah, true. Yeah, but the problem is like the annex thing is not a standard transaction yet. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. for background, yeah, um, oh yeah, yeah, when you we the, the inscription inscriptions are in the in tap script in taproot scripts, and so this requires a commit and reveal pattern to um, create an inscription. You first have to commit to the taproot script that contains the inscription, and then you need to spend the, from that taproot script that script path uh, revealing the uh, inscription. But there's this other thing in a transaction, in a taproot transaction called the signature annex, and that is uh, unstructured data. You can put whatever you want there. Um, And if we stuck inscriptions in the signature annex, then it would only be a single transaction to create an inscription, uh, which would be nice because the wallet is currently all the transact the transaction construction is very complicated. Yeah, I mean, I did the wallet basically. You were like, you do the wallet. 
I do the protocol stuff. I remember like we we we, we whoa, didn't, of course, bro, we didn't whoa, like, whoa. I, I did plenty of the wallet with you. What are no, you talking about? You were about? always like, oh, this is heinous. I can't do this. Wallet. Like, please, you do the, do the wallet stuff. <laughs> yeah, listen, that like, may have happened more than once. But yeah, so it's the, the wallet, the creating transactions is is disgusting because you've got to do these commit and reveal transactions and they like depend on And each you other. have to track the inputs. Yeah, and they, the get, inputs, they get stuck. And, like, like who, split stuff and merge stuff. Yeah, who knows how many inscriptions are stuck in the mempool oh yeah yeah, yeah probably <laughs> a ton uh, yeah, is there I a mean, way of finding that out yeah probably yeah if you could you could see inscription transactions stuck in the mempool mm. yeah, yeah probably i mean so yeah the protocol like there's not many features left or like like we could probably finish that up quite quickly but like building out the wallet yeah. i think is a big thing like, yeah the uh, wallet and like also making I mean, it more integrated into existing kind of bitcoin tools like we can't rbf at the moment like we can't like do any mm. like fee bumping on yeah. description at least with our wallet you know? it, it'd also I mean, be very nice wallets. to create um to create psbt's offering yes. inscriptions for exactly. sale and be able to post those to the explorer yeah, yeah. there's That's a lot of, of tooling that you can thing. build out like from a protocol perspective not so much but tooling like, yeah absolutely. and also like a graphical kind of user interface for is, is for there Ord. is there anything else in the protocol that i'm missing offset which allows you to make multiple inscriptions for transaction by f efficiently controlling you know where inscriptions land mm. um metadata um, which I sort of have a PR up. Um, I kind of want to pull title and description out so that those are like dedicated fields. Mm. Those are just so so natural. Like everything yeah, yeah. is a title and description. Title description. Um, although maybe I'll leave it to the metadata. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. There's more recursive endpoints that we have to kind of think about how to carefully design. It's not necessarily core part of the protocol, mm -hmm. but kind of because these are like fixed endpoints. Like right. once they're set, you kind yeah. of change them. So we have to kind of really carefully think about how to design yeah. those. But is that it? Is there anything else? Yeah. Yeah. And then just trading them. And yeah. It's going to be great once PSPTs. the protocol is done. Yeah, yeah. Then it's easier to build tools for it. Yeah. Is Parent Child out now? Yeah. Parent Child have is you out. Actually, have you announced that or no? Uh, yeah. It released it, but it was like late in the evening. Yeah. I wanted to write a th Twitter thread, but I forgot. Yeah. People just texted me and I was like, what? And <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of a big deal, but like, I didn't <laughs> announce it at all. Like, I'm not being a good lead maintainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, yeah, yeah. Flops. Yeah, maybe I'll write something up when I'm back from Singapore. It's just yeah, I know. Yeah, we've been busy. We've been busy Girl here. Girl <laughs> yeah. so severely. Living the authoritarian dream. Yeah, eating really good food. Yeah. Yep. Did authoritarianism create like the hawker market? You know, food. Uh, it vibe? sort of did. The hawker hawkers used to be you know outdoors on the street. Yeah, on the street. yeah, yeah. And then they built hawker centers and brought planned. brought centrally planned the hawker centers <laughs> forced brought the people hawkers, into the hawker centers brought the hawkers <laughs> the free market on from the, the cruel <laughs> you know slings and arrows of outrageous singaporean streets or whatever yeah yeah they're not allowed to leave the hawker centers i was gonna ask if you have advice for people like i don't know i feel like you're in kind of a advice like you know what's your wisdom what's like your uh What's your takeaway from your experience over the last year or whatever? Um, my takeaway from the experience. Because um, you started working with Casey maybe a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I started working. Like my 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 primary motivation at that point was like I didn't. I wasn't like oh yeah, ordinals like this is uh, gonna revolutionize Bitcoin. Um, I thought it was a cool idea. I kind of uh, wanted to work on something with Bitcoin, and like contributing to bitcoin core seemed like just a daunting task because it's like so complex and mm -hmm. like so many layers of i don't know whatever like uh, it seems way too complicated and um i wanted to do something in rust so yeah it was very like 
not crazy like these high-minded uh, motivations like I want to change the world it was more like oh I like working with Casey I want to work in Rust <laughs> seems kind of cool and I wanted to earn some money <laughs> um, and but yeah like and like this whole kind of that whole experience just um, I guess I got lucky how did you find Casey? Like, I don't think, yeah, we even talked about just that. Twitter, like, right? Just, just Twitter, right? Just Twitter. Like, I was yep. following Casey. I saw he was working on this Ordinals thing. Didn't really know did any. We, did we talk in a Twitter space? Yeah, yeah, we talked in the Twitter space. There was yeah. like five people in the Twitter space. Yeah, that's also yeah. how I kind of <laughs> met Liam. Liam, oh, yeah. my previous apprentice, uh, he, I think I posted, like, got some Clubhouse invites. Does anybody want one? And Liam was like, oh, yeah, I'll take one. And then he joined Clubhouse, and then we wound up talking mm-hmm. just randomly. Are you on in Clubhouse? Yeah, not not like actively. Mm. Uh, and then me and Liam went up talking in a clubhouse space for a while. I think it, I think it's really interesting. Like I, I actually think that having a voice conversation with somebody goes a long way to figuring out that they're like not a spaz and and smart and mm. uh, conscientious and you know kind of sets them apart from the Twitter you know yeah, crowd. Yeah. yeah, I think how we we started was like I, I was looking at Ord and tried to run it on my computer. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. For some reason, <laughs> <laughs> probably something wrong with your computer or <laughs> flawless software that's yeah, never yeah. had any bugs. Perfect. And then we were kind of debugging in the Twitter space. Like there was like maybe six people in there, mm-hmm. and then everyone left because yeah, we were just like talking about text content yeah, for yeah. everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's how we started getting talking. And then I was sat down, learned some Rust, um, and then I started. I think the first thing I contributed to was the clock. Yeah, I remember that. Just yeah. like front end mm-hmm. stuff, like some SVG, like changing the colors, yeah. showing the block height <laughs> and the clock. It's like, yes, I'm an open source contributor now. <laughs> I think you posted like the Ordinal Theory episode, like the first time that you really talked about Ordinals on Hell Money oh, was yeah. August. Because I remember I actually rewatched that recently, like before we started doing season two again. I was mm-hmm. like trying to refresh. Like I was like, wait, you know, what was the vibe? Like whatever. And in that episode which yeah i think it w- we posted it like mid-august you said like oh like i have an apprentice but he's going back to school like i actually am looking to hire someone else if you like want to code and run like you like advertise the job mm-hmm. that like eventually i was i, I was I saw that episode yeah, yeah i was pretty lucky like uh Le- found liam randomly and then liam went back to school uh and then in short order found another apprentice and i'm two for two on apprentice quality i haven't had a dud yet <laughs> 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 but yeah because i think you started working with casey in like september or something so yeah, yeah i mean i i, I followed out. casey and then i saw he was doing this hell money podcast and i i, I went to look at some episodes and you had like three four five views maybe i was like three but then four or five views yeah there was maybe. always like three views five views i think no no more than 10 to be honest <laughs> <laughs> we definitely like, would get 100 views per listen episode. it's a labor of love it's right? a labor of love yeah look how much he loves this <laughs> 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 but you found the right people through that podcast because that podcast really showed me um like i was like damn they're dropping so much alpha in these podcasts like what the hell why is like why are not more people like working or um watching this yeah um and then i kind of was motivated to kind of then like you know learn rust and, and work for you yeah nice so that that was the funnel that was the sales <laughs> funnel like she built up a very good funnel <laughs> i was funneled right in <laughs> listen aaron's funnel is legendary <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I do think it's like, you know, the the nice thing about having a podcast, like I never was really trying to make a podcast that I thought would be 
mainstream popular what like i wouldn't do a bitcoin podcast if i wanted something to be like mainstream popular like mm. already you're kind of like niching yourself into like a small group of people um but i i felt like casey had something to say and i was like casey should have his opinions documented also you're you're like you're a good writer but i feel like the way that you speak is really really good like just like having like your explanations of things like especially like like i don't think i would be i don't know if i wouldn't be a bitcoin maxi i probably would be a bitcoin maxi regardless but definitely through talking to you so much i feel like my bitcoin education was like like i feel like i've had like five years of bitcoin education condensed into like one year just because i've talked to you so much you know and like i think having that documented was like something that I was like okay this is worth documenting like just sort of like your expertise or whatever like perspective on bitcoin you're you're technical but you're also like not like you have opinions you know like you're not just like I don't know sometimes it feels like that well sometimes you (laughs) are like that yeah and I like you know my eyes glaze over and then like whatever but but for the most part like you kind of like you're good at like metaphors and stuff right like you're good at like breaking things down in a way that I think people can understand um and then also like for me i feel like it's nice to be able to explain myself to people without having to have individual one-on-one conversations with each person like for example like ordinarily who not here but is here in singapore with us like i feel like ordinarily met me and like instantly like knew what I was like what my vibe was what I was about because like he watched every episode of hell money Mm -hmm. and like to be able to have and now like I love him like you know we talk like every day and like he's like an important person in my life and like without having like the context of the podcast like I'm sure we just wouldn't have gotten as close right so like yeah I think it's it's nice to have like documentation like this of like this is like this person's vibe this is this person's opinions and perspective and like whatever and then it's like it's it's like a good filter for like yeah finding people like raf or ordinarily or whoever Mm, else you know it's nice i've made so many good friends through having a podcast and even though it's like it's kind of funny because it's sort of parasocial it's like i don't know like necessarily them but then it's like they're so much better at knowing how to like become friends with me because Mm. of that you know what i mean yeah parasocial is real parasocial <laughs> i'm learning a lot of new words hanging out with you guys oh yeah like <laughs> rap is just getting like a full education on like the dark depraved sides of the internet through me yeah, no yeah. He, he's, he's learning great vocabulary from me <laughs> lout i think what's lout, lout? oh lout is like like an uncouth oh yeah oh uncouth, uncouth is also a lout good. okay so a lout. you're going in kind of a different direction <laughs> i'm like showing rap who trisha paytas is like <laughs> yeah it's wild what the internet has to offer <laughs> <laughs> but i'm working in a degenerate part of the internet now as well yeah, so, so you i need better to degenerate a little bit i need to learn the language you yeah. know mm. <laughs> it's all about learning the language yeah. yeah yeah um well we probably have like i don't know five minutes left or so like anything else that we should talk about i don't know parent child is out maybe raffle write a twitter thread yeah write a twitter thread like right now it's not very practical because we don't have batch inscriptions mm. or offsets so you have to like one after the other, like sequentially inscribe your collection. Yeah, for those who don't know, uh, parent-child, really we should start calling it provenance. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, provenance is the way that yeah, you yeah, can yeah. Uh, have on-chain provenance where you can know who created an inscription. And yeah. so the way it works is that an inscription can designate a, a, a parent inscription 
and that parent inscription must be controlled by the person who's making the new child mm. inscription. And then you can see, okay, the person who held this parent inscription was the one who yeah, made this yeah. child inscription. And lets you do collections and all sorts of other kinds of on-chain relationships. Yeah, what do you think of the name genetic provenance? Yeah, I like that. I like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I think someone else came up with that. Yeah, I do think somebody else to, came I up with that. Credit them. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to dox them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so good on the person who, who came are? up with yeah, the yeah. genetic provenance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I said good on the person. Oh, yeah, good on the person. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you said the name. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're like, shh. Yeah. yeah. I already have the title for the for the Twitter thread. Nice. How do I accredit? Do I ask them? Like, can I use this phrase? Oh, I, I think etiquette if, here? I, if we're thinking the same person, I think yeah. they're, they're, they're thrilled that you would. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, Wait, yeah. who is it? I'll bleep it. Uh, no, let's not play that game. Come on. Wait, I want to know. Yeah, but you're going to forget to bleep it. Yeah, you're going to forget. I actually don't think I would. I think I'm good at editing. You know, I go, I go through. I'll just it. tell you later. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're in Singapore for like another day, right? We're like mm -hmm. trying to go to some penthouse tonight to uh, some rooftop. See if we can see the Formula One cars. Mm, yeah. Yeah, this is a crazy like week in Singapore. There's so much going it's on. It's insane. Yeah. It's very crazy. But I'm having fun. This is how the rich people live. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, this is how the rich people live. That's that's like... The crazy rich a Asians. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 The other half of the world, you know. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, loving it. It's been nice to like hang out with everyone in person. I think it's like, I don't know, doing everything remotely. I mean, obviously, Casey and I are in person together a lot because we live in the same place. But, mm. um, you know, for the most part, like everyone that I do stuff with is like not where i am you know and it's like nice to actually like all get together physically and just like bond yeah out. you see all these like twitter people like they have like hideous pfp pictures but then mm. in person they're actually pretty cool yeah but if i see their twitter profile i'm like damn like what is this <laughs> but in, in person they're really cool you everyone know? is better like, like in I, person I, they're so much cooler i'm like like these are actually cool people everyone know? is so much better in person i literally can't think of a single person that i've met that i've been like wow their twitter is better than like their personality in person mm. yeah pretty consistently it's like the exact opposite of that where i'm like oh that person actually is not a terrible person you know yeah yeah the way of the world yeah um but yeah thanks ordinal summit for having us in singapore it's yeah. been mm -hmm. awesome next up amsterdam next up amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah describing amsterdam do we do, we do a discount code for the people watching this video oh we could do that yeah. can we whatever yeah, just make let's up a discount code yeah let's just yeah. do like hell hmp hmp i don't know if i can make it that short i think maybe it has hell to be five letters Five letters? Five letters. Like hell Why money. not hell money? Hell money. Yeah, 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 we could do hell money. 10%. Hell money, all caps, all on word, discount code. Hell money, it all gets caps. Gets you 95% off. Is that <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, Inscribing Amsterdam. October 14th. It's on an eclipse. Mm. Damn. Is that good or bad? Uh, it's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it should be fun. I feel like, uh, you know, it was nice being able to like come to Ordinal Summit and kind of like see like okay they did this like this is how they did this i like this i don't like this you know like for mm -hmm. like our own event um ours is definitely going to be very like art and culture focused so yeah. i'm looking forward to that yeah me too it's gonna, yeah, be, it's gonna nice. be sick we're just gonna have an awesome party we're just creating vibes bitcoin yeah. vibes that's really the goal we're, here. we're building a brand here yeah we're building a brand. <laughs> ordinals <laughs> that's the brand <laughs> yeah um but yeah Thanks for coming on the pod, Raph. Always good to uh, yeah, sure. 
you know glad squad. to be on my favorite podcast i know <laughs> <laughs> since the first time i the first episode i watched i've always wanted to be on you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you actually watch now that like you just hang out with me and casey or is it like because i feel like i would get sick of hearing i think like, I, especially I, casey like you talk to casey all day like yeah yeah. You, know, like, <laughs> you talk to casey and then you log off with casey and then you like, listen to an hour of casey like do you actually still watch it and listen to it now or no i the, the drive chain one yeah. um i watched like the first 10 minutes and then you were like Fuck it. no it's good but like i don't know it's like <laughs> there's so much other content on the internet i would talk to you all the time that's what know? i'm saying like i can't like, like, yeah like um i haven't looked at the have you uploaded the new one no i still oh, need okay. to upload it you um, need to do your parent-child thread. I need to upload the oh, okay, Q and A. Yeah. How many? I I want to see what Casey has to say about the. I want to see. We cover we, we cover we cover a lot of ground on that. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's okay, pretty. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm definitely gonna get, go through that maybe at two x speed. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Will you watch this one, or do you not like hearing yourself talk? Why would you watch your a podcast that you had been on? I do. I, I, I think I, I think I'd skim through it. Really? Have you never watched no. how many podcasts? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like not a fan. God, why would I? I think I'd skim through it. I'll like rewatch like episodes and be like, I'm so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, this is a, uh, you know, it's good to have you on. And, um, yeah, thanks. Till next time and, and see you in Amsterdam and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. All right. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Guys. All right. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.